All in favor of Councilor Hanum's motion? Do we have any public hearings, Mr. Parker? We have not, Your Worship. Okay, that takes us to presentations, and I will call on the Mighty Peace Tourism Association uh, to come up and to the speaker's table and uh, make a presentation on the 2018 Regional Marketing Campaign. Did yeah. You're good to know. <coughs> Welcome. Hi, everyone. Um, did you guys all get the uh, the PDF I sent out this month? Um, yeah, I think there was. No, we didn't yeah. get it. Really? I didn't. Uh, there was no attachment to the agenda. Okay. It's, it's part of the RFP under number one for new business. Okay. that 
I would work with your administration staff or counselor, whoever you think is, is the best. And we could find that ambassador, like Laura Gluer, you guys all know Laura, would be a good kind of person for that. Or someone like Carson um, Murphy. Is it Murray? Murphy. And um, just you have someone that really cares about where they live, really passionate, um, and can really sell the area. So we're looking at it from that local perspective, so that's part of it. Um, we're finding that people really want that authentic experience, so knowing, especially up in the north. Um, so you're, what you're saying is you don't want anybody with a dry, quirky sense of humor, <laughs> Mr. Town. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we want, yeah, we want someone that um, just makes makes you want to come up here and visit, right? You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> Laura will be good. Yeah. So, so anyone like that, she's a good, she was on our board at one point um, before she retired and she just, she makes you really want to enjoy Peace River. So that's what I got from every time I talked to her and she, she really kind of threw those ideas out there. So between um, interviewing a local, doing video work in the region and photography, and the one thing we're missing is having, we did a photography project a few years ago, but it's missing the people. And it's hard to see yourself in images or see yourself there without actually seeing a person in there. And so they're finding that although they're beautiful images, they're not really connecting with people. So that's what we're trying to work on is getting content because we don't really have much for the region. And so getting the region together to find four or five things to do while you're up here in one trip. So eating it, so we could do a historical one, we could do a photography one, we could, you know, there's different, we could focus on the rodeos of Western culture in the summer. So that's kind of what we're working on. Um, and it really depends on each municipality what their focus is on. So if there's something that you guys really want to focus on, we can push that more. There'll be things that I want to make sure I get out of it. And if there's something that you guys want for economic development, <laughs> I know the county of um, Clear Hills was thinking about doctor um, recruitment. So how can we do a video that kind of shows what life will be like up here so when they go to recruit doctors, they can show that. So there's kind of two sides to it. They can basically take our footage and edit it in a different way for them. So that works for economic development as well. And so what we're asking, um, I'm going to all the municipalities in the region, so about 13 of these meetings. And what we're asking is if you guys would be interested in partnering looking at an $800 investment for the year. We would like to continue this for three years, but each year will be slightly different depending on how the first year went and what we're missing and what people might want to focus on. And it might be more marketing than content at that point and how we want to push that. So far we have the town of Fairview, uh, Northern Sunrise, Northern Lights, Clear Hills, PMD Peace, and that Cardinal Regional Economic Development all as partners. Um, I haven't anyone that said no, I just haven't made it tell the news yet. <laughs> so that's where we're at. Everyone's really interested in, in this uh, project. And the more money we can raise, the more projects we can actually, the bigger it can be. Yeah, you guys have any questions? So. Seriously, this is as clear as I guess I need more coffee. I don't didn't quite grasp where we're going with this. But you know, my question would be what about 
the powwow, what about Pond Hockey, what about Misery uh, Triathlon Group, the Miserable Mile, the Mountain Biking Association, the Jet Boat stuff, uh, all the advanced stuff that seems to struggle for exposure. So how does that fit into this? So that's, that's exactly what we'd be looking at. Because the thing is, there's all our events around here, and especially like Misery Mountain's one of them. I did a ski and stay package with them. And Travel Alberta really like the package, and they want to pick it up and get photos. And they they don't have any like professional photography anymore. And like they, I had some scanned in images of what the hill was like, but there's nothing that's actually professional image to show you. So that's where we need to get this stuff out there because there's just there's nothing there for content. There's nothing there saying, you know, Canopy Server, here's what you could do in the winter. Here's five winter experiences. So we're trying to get that stuff all together because they just don't exist. The content doesn't exist. Yeah, so you want pictures with people in them. Yeah, pictures with people in them and, and the written part. So if you were coming up here, you would know what you could do, suggested stuff, right? When you go on holidays, people really like to have suggestions on what you could do if you had one to three days in this area. So that's what we're looking to create. So um, the town's uh, input would be the $1,800 or $2,000 plus somebody in the community or on town staff who would help gather that content. I would, I would get the content. I would just want someone from the town advising me on what direction you guys would like or who you think would be the best person in Peace River as a, an advocate. So I would go to that person. I just need that suggestion because I'm not from. Okay, so you go to um, Mr. Mrs. Ms. X person, and uh, their responsibility would be to know what's going on and chat with you about it. Is that um, pretty much? So what we do is we will create an interview and we'll ask some questions, and so it'll be about their experiences and um, we have put some focuses we want to work on as well for us. So like certain um so winter experiences some summer experiences you do like equine camping photography stuff like that so the person would be asked questions about those yeah we, we would ask them stuff like that and you would already have this content i would all, i would have you the, the interview questions and then from there we go and decipher it with all the ones that we have from the region and we start picking out what seems to be the common things what people are really you know passionate about so when we do sell it to tourists, these are the things that you know people kind of live for in this region. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say one thing I really like I like on this on the presentation here is that the partner gets access to all to all of the content. So mm -hmm. we could use so basically from what I'm reading is we get access to use those for any of our promotions too. Absolutely. And uh, I don't know, it seems like that if blood is pretty good deal. Yeah, so that's the photography project that we did a few years ago, same thing is we gathered it all, but once we had it, you guys can repurpose it because you paid for it and it ends up becoming um, all the partners use it so even if it wasn't in peace river but it was something that looks close enough you guys can still use that stuff well there's a lot of things that are aligned with other municipalities and other municipalities so yeah but i like i also like the idea of having human content and sort of maybe um, content that's a bit more engaging yeah 
Yeah, and we'll be sharing it with, um, so we'll have like a social media campaign that's paid. We do, we have a Google grant because we're not for profit, so we can do all our Google ads and start driving search engine um, stuff to our website more. Just right now, we're more of a directory, and you know, as a tourist, if you're looking for something, it's a directory is it's okay, but you want to know what an experience would be like if you're in the area. So that's what we're trying to create. Is if you were to come here, this is this is what it would look like. Do we, do we have access to all the data for Google Friends? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> I'm just referring to the Facebook data uh, fiasco that's out there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no. See, we have to report all that stuff to travel over. Yeah. So yeah. We report everything. So, uh, how did you come up with um, $1,800 for us? Uh, it's so every partner that's the same. So it's well, every partner is the same. Every okay. yeah, every partner is the same. So Black Cardinal um, Regional Economic Development, what they did is they paid for half of the MD and half of Grimshaw. So oh. MD paid the other half, and then Grimshaw present on Wednesday. So, oh, okay. yeah. Good. Yeah. And it just um, kind of came up with, I needed a minimum, based on the last project, I think we had eight, so I wanted a minimum of seven to get the project going, seven certain municipalities, and then 25,000 is the minimum I need. Anything up and above means we just get more more products out of it. Just a final question. So this stuff wouldn't be available until next year then, I presume. That's the idea. It, depends so on when it's, it depends on when it's shot, but we're hoping to like start this in April and get the ball rolling. Um, get as much as we can over the summer because that's when most of our events happen and um, start actually having stuff ready in the fall. She starts some more, she does snowmobile pictures. <laughs> right. Go ahead, Mr. Scanlon. Um, so you'll run the social media campaign out of your side of it as well, but we would have access to all that stuff and we could do our own social media campaign. So I guess my question is kind of for Autumn too. Um, would you find that access to all this stuff useful in your side of the business? We're still using the photos from the 2015 program, so yeah. Um, and we use them not just for tourism purposes, but uh, our own mundane work on the website, got photos from all the different parks that have been useful, that kind of thing. So some stock footage, some stock photography and experiences can be useful. Great, thanks, Jenna. Thank you, guys. Oh, and sorry, one more thing. Um, because we're starting this in Colton in April, um, if we can have an answer by April, April 10th, that would be great. Thank you. We might have an answer by the end of today. Well, if you're in the town of Fairview, it would take two more weeks. <laughs> these, these, these meetings are recorded. <laughs> <laughs> no, I um. Because I've been going through all the council meetings, it's uh, interesting just, I'm actually on town council in Fairview. Oh, okay. And so um, knowing what we push and what okay. people decide, it's quite it's been quite interesting as a learning process for me to take back to my council. So I appreciate it, it was done today. Right. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Uh, 
Um, so the next presentation, I believe Mr. Town's going to make it. Uh, it's a briefing note regarding the grant applications and funding request presentations. And I understand there are a number of clubs in the audience that will want to speak to their applications. Or is that you, Mr. Sean, that's making that? Yeah. Go ahead. Good evening, Council. Um, I have a briefing note regarding the grant application and funding listings. Uh, in order to provide organizations an opportunity to address Council regarding their request for grant funding, uh, they've been asked to attend uh, the Council meeting. This also affords Council the opportunity to ask any questions they feel are needed to assist with the decision on funding. Uh, there are three groups presented tonight. Uh, Noted Community Futures Peace Country uh, was unable to attend, so we rescheduled them for the third. Uh, Muddy Peace Barbell Club has submitted an application. Uh, these were the Muddy Peace Barbell Club is requesting $2,000 in funding to purchase versatile equipment. Uh, this is the first time this group has applied for grant funds. Uh, Muddy Peace Watershed Alliance. Is requesting $2,000 to assist with the hosting of the 2018 WPAC Summit on June uh, 19th and 22nd of 2018 here in Peace River. This is the first time that this group has applied for funding. Uh, the Triathlon, uh, Tri River Triathlon, Miserable, Miserable Miles uh, Running Club, Busy uh, Mountain Ski Hill and Misery Mountain Biking Association. Um, they're applying or requesting um, as a group uh, funding of $2,416 US dollars, which at 3 p.m. today uh, was $3,105.65 Canadian for the purchase of a finish line marker. Uh, a request was previously submitted by council requested the groups to resubmit once a decision uh, had been made on the type of market that they would purchase. In 2017, Council provided $2,500 for the Tri-River Triathlon and $3,000 for municipal miles as events support. So, um, I believe the Mighty Peace Barbell Club is the first group to step up. Okay, so I understand the community teachers are here tonight. So uh, that takes us to grants to groups application, Mighty Peace Barbell Club, and uh, I could get representatives from the club to come up to the speaker's table and make their pitch. Counselors, thank you for your time. My name is Courtney Hughes. I am one of the board members for the Mighty Peace Barbell Club. I'm Chanel Thompson. I'm another member of the Mighty Peace Barbell Club. Katie Catcho, another member. I'm Kyle Dutcher, board member. 
so we have, so just some background, we started the Mighty Peace Barbell Club as an alternative cooperative style nonprofit uh, fitness club to offer a collaborative community environment for individuals that would otherwise be uncomfortable um, or could not uh, make work uh, due to their scheduling an opportunity to pursue a healthy fitness uh, filled lifestyle um, that is also family oriented and uh, really emphasizes the community aspect of um, having that healthy fitness lifestyle. We opened our doors February 1st, uh, all on volunteer efforts. Um, we have all the equipment in our um, facility just based on what we've all owned ourselves. Uh, it's a versatile amount of equipment that includes um, cardio style equipment and also importantly um, lifting style equipment. So if any of you are familiar with uh, barbells and um, heavy Olympic lifting plates, um, that's kind of one of the specialties of our club. Uh, that's not that's something that's offered here in Peace River or in the area, um, even in Grimshaw uh, or any other facility, even as far as Grand Prairie, except specialty um, for-profit businesses. And so we, yeah, we opened our doors and have since been able to offer um, a group style fitness class to some of the members. Um, it's all about uh, promoting a healthy lifestyle amongst individuals. And the added bonus is that we are family oriented. So we do uh, most recently have uh, dry line training for, for youth and for youth to have um, a place to come and, and have that fitness opportunity and pursue their own recreational needs. And then it also is going to be used when the snow melts, which we thought was soon. Uh, <laughs> it'll be used for uh, minimal miles, so for um, different uh, running groups or events that want to be hosted at the site. Um, and what we aim to do, but we just opened in February, so we're still getting our feet under us. And we do have, I should uh, mention, we do have the um, nonprofit bank account at ETV, where uh, individuals of the cooperative, because it's a nonprofit, have any access to um, seeing what our, our accounts are uh, and, and our member fees, um, which members agree to, goes towards paying the rent for the building. Uh, the rest of the, um, the, again, there's no staff, it's 24 hours, uh, seven days a week, but there are liability insurance the area and um, the adults uh, accept that risk of themselves when they participate in our, in our group environment. Yeah. You said you opened your doors just recently. Where is this? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we don't yet have signage, um, but we're working on that. We are just behind what Lily's car wash. We have um, we are renting a, a two bay garage. Um, yeah, it's one of uh, Richard Armstrong's shops, right behind okay. the bench. Yeah. Okay. And so we do have a, an outdoor yard as well that is needed, and we are hoping to, uh, you know, potentially we've been looking at building um, a bit of a climbing apparatus, whether that's kind of a bouldering wall for individuals, and then we also can do with the miserable miles um, cooperative. And with Running Club, we can set up different um, obstacles and, and training opportunities in there um, that promote that community spirit. So, yeah, the, the dollars that you're asking for, they would help the club uh, with the equipment, or what would they help with? Yeah, so, so one thing would be, and I'll let Chanel speak here, but one thing would be a sign. <laughs> we would either um, be able to um, locally have a, a local painter come out and paint the side of the building for us, which would probably be more sustainable with wear and tear or we'd be able to purchase a sign for the advertising from the outside of the building. But then more importantly, yeah, and for that sign, we did speak to Shannon Brown that painted the 
wall behind Boston Pizza there. Um, we just, it's not in our budget right now, obviously, because we did just start, and we'd like to build up a con contingency fund before we start buying extra things. We do have a lot of equipment between all of the members. We are probably close to 20,000, I would think, in equipment. Uh, everyone just emptied out their garages and their basements, and it's basically a glorified garage gym. Um, where we specifically need the funds um, because anything that has been purchased has been purchased by the board members in the hopes that with fundraising in the future we can get paid back. Um, but we need, we need to buy some rubberized flooring. We did have one sponsor in the community so far who paid for a third of the floor. Um, and we just need a bigger, like we need a bigger area. We can't obviously do lots of things to do on the concrete floor. It's not safe. It's not really very good for your, your joints and stuff. So we um, purchased the flooring from PV Martin Conserver. It's just basically stall matting for horses and it works awesome. So that's, uh, we, we bought a third of it. We need to finish covering the rest of the floor. That's the most, I would say, important thing for the gym. And that's the only thing we really need at this point. So um, two things, you mentioned that um, uh, you are family oriented and uh, want to or are including youth. So youth from age? So right now, well, needing to speak to the drug. So um, right now I'm training only two um, individuals that I previously did dry land at the hockey arena for. Now they're coming to the gym. They're both 12. Um, that's all I've personally have taken on under my, mm -hmm. so the way it works, because it's also a non-profit organization, they come to me and then I just pay the gym, so you pay the gym. And, okay, and the second question, um, does your group like have, any, have a, an event? So we're going to, uh, that's a good question. <laughs> because we are just brand new, uh, we were hoping we were hoping to have a barbecue sooner than later, um, but we'll wait until the snow's gone. Uh, and our, our intent is to open the doors and have a, a fundraising event as well. And also, you know, let the community know that this exists, that this is an alternative to um, the other opportunities that are in the community. And the, the family-oriented aspect of this is really attractive to a lot of individuals um, because they can, uh, for example, we've had some of our, our members come and, and do their workouts with their cheering squad there. Um, so the children are seeing this, and now they're starting to set up their own pylons to do, you know, a, a youth-centered activity. Uh, and so that, as we grow, is what we would like to do. And and because because our pressing need is to um, put down the, the rest of the stall matting on the floors, just keep it safe. Um, then we can offer more as we continue to grow. Them. I think the connection to horses is interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, and, and you had mentioned in passing. Uh, Something about miserable miles that race yeah. might be. Yeah, so so we would like to offer to, to link this. So we do have um, separate accounts just because uh, we wanted to have the clear lines of miserable miles is its own entity unto itself um, that has other um, goals and intents. However, there is a link in terms of the community aspect with um, the fitness and healthy lifestyles, uh, and we were taking notes in terms of how we could help promote this through um, the tourism aspect. And so connecting this to Miserable Miles and offering an opportunity for people to come and try out what some of the obstacles might look like and you know, kind of train up for what the Miserable Miles obstacle race is and then hopefully in the future grow the Miserable Miles opportunity um, with the, the youth aspect. Uh, that is a whole other aspect in terms of insurance for the hill, but we are exploring that early. We've already had um, three different Miserable Miles meetings as well. Thank you. Um. Well, I'll ask a question here. So, I, 
I'm trying to understand where you fit into this to the fitness continuum that we have here in town. So we have usually two for-profit fitness organizations, maybe even three, and then we have a non-profit at the uh, Boomer Adair Center. Um, certainly one of the critiques that I can see happening is uh, if we were to grant this the two thousand dollars is hey we're we're trying to make a living on fitness uh, even even the folks at Boomer there will say well we're family oriented as well and and uh, um, we're nonprofit um, so I'm, I'm trying to trying to figure out what kind of niche that you you address and and why particularly why you and not why would you set up your own club when you could work through uh Uber Adair, which is not that's a very good question um the facility is not compatible with the type of um niche uh fitness opportunities that we offer so uh olympic lifting and, and i encourage you all to come out and join and and try it out one day um, but it is not compatible it's heavy plates it's heavy bars and that's why we need a concrete floor with with horse matting um, it is a, if you've ever watched the Olympic lifts, it is two lifts, the clean and jerk and the snatch, and we are all Olympic lifters, um, and competitively so. And so uh, offering people, one, to demystify what that is, and it's not so scary, and, and two, to encourage uh, women in particular uh, to come out and try this because they are underrepresented in, in the lifting um, aspect of fitness. And three, um, as I said, the, the facility at the Alligator Rec Center is not compatible for this. Uh, it's heavy, it's loud, we damage the floor, and there's just not enough space for safety inside the uh, weight room area of the Alligator Rec Center. From the family-oriented aspect, um, we do have kind of demarcated areas in our facility for where children can be and where they cannot be if they're there with, supervised by another um, spouse or, or parent um, while their partner is in the fitness zone. Uh, and then we're also 24-7, which is highly attractable, uh, attractive, I should say, for uh, emergency services that don't have the opportunity. Um, we have some PRCC members, we have individuals who are working late nights and, and cannot um, get to the existing for-profit facilities, and also costs. We're at a price point that is very attractive, given we're 24-7, 365. Our members mop up and sweep and vacuum and shovel snow. Um, toilet paper. <laughs> we just we all chip cool in together. and it's a pretty cool community uh, atmosphere and it's it's uh, simply different than what is offered in the for-profit and for the, the rec center and i love the rec center i play volleyball and, and uh, dodgeball there but it wouldn't be good if i started throwing my heavy plates around well mr parker it sounds like when you have insomnia you have a place to go now absolutely please we have a couple late night uh, individuals <laughs> I think, too, the nice thing about the gym cooperative is that it makes everybody that is a part of the gym, it makes them feel like they own it. So that's the point of it. And you, you walk in, you feel like you're at home. Um, gyms are scary to a lot of people, and it deters people because it's intimidating. You don't want to walk into a gym and there's people staring at you. Lots of people don't like to go to the gym by themselves. Um, most of the time, I would say 90% of the time, uh, everyone's working out as a group, um, which is also why we need a bigger space, because once you get more than five people in the area that we have, it, it gets pretty crowded. But I think, yeah, just the fact that um, 
everybody has a sense of ownership. It's a, it's an awesome place to be. And my yeah, absolutely. My my parents come. My grandparents come. Um, we just finished a worldwide competition, um, an online workout competition called the CrossFit Open. It was a five week competition, and they release one workout a week. And every Sunday we would pick a time, and we have couches at the gym, and people would come and we'd order pizza, and they eat pizza while we did a workout, and uh, you video the workout, you submit it online, and then they score you all over the world. It's pretty amazing. Wait, so CrossFit though is a, isn't that a it's a registered trademark, right? And it's, Absolutely. It's a core business type of. Yes, setup. and we are not CrossFit. We're not CrossFit. Yeah. We so just we did the oh. we did the workouts um, to encourage others to if they were interested to try something new to try the workout, which you can you can register for the CrossFit um, games online and participate okay. through an online platform. But our our facility is not. Yeah. You register as an unaffiliate. You're not affiliated <laughs> at any gym. That's why you have to video your submissions because you don't have any judges. Oh, okay specifically for CrossFit. We're not CrossFit. It's very expensive They're to be. Yes. Are you, are you guys planning on having, sorry, uh, Colin, are you guys planning on having an, uh, an, an event this year? Like like uh, an actual, because what I, like I, I understand what, what uh, Mr. Tarby's concerns are in terms of just outright sponsoring the, the facility, but if you like, the, the purpose of the grant for groups and where this would probably fit really well if you were hosting an event because you can really only apply for grants for groups once a year if you were hosting an event and, and applied for that specific event that's something that would fit super well with grants for groups or is even bringing people to town and that kind of thing um so i guess if i were that it's not a cool it was half a question because yeah, sure. i did ask you a question yeah. i guess but that would be an excellent fit for this funding uh, situation. So our, our open house event where we would have um, families and we, we would have individuals come to the facility and, and participate in, in whatever we have set up for the day uh, was kind of planned for the middle of April, but it's a little weather dependent. So um, we, because we have a gravel lot, it might be a little uh, soggy. So we're probably looking at May for our first event. Yeah, I just want to underscore what Mr. Scalawani said because our you're asking for money for a capital piece of equipment, a capital purchase. But if you were to do a CrossFit event, mm -hmm. never mind that it's a registered trademark and all mm -hmm. that, uh, we, and that would attract people to the to the community, uh, um, generate other income, people staying on their hotels, that sort of thing. That would be more. Certainly, from my point of view, and probably it sounds like your point of view, is uh, it'd be more, um, more, it'd be easier to uh, to give you the two thousand. Absolutely. Than, than to, uh, from so where we're at in our facility construction right now is our the size of our facility can only accommodate a certain amount of people, and so without having um, the rest of the, the actual um, infrastructure in place. We aren't unable to host larger events, and so uh, right now we do have a, an Olympic weightlifting coach coming in May, but we're only able to offer it to three people at a time just because it filled up very, very quickly to our membership. Uh, and that's just given the size of, of the space we have uh, within our rise floor right now. Um, so that is uh, an event that we're holding. We would love to grow that and expand that, of course, but given the physical um, restrictions of our facility right now, um, it's as big 
things that's coming up without without getting bigger. Yeah. We have a wait list, but we want to kind of grow more. But that's that's a good thing. Good evening. Uh, it's certainly my habit is to support uh, not-for-profit groups, uh, especially when four, four, uh, four members show up. Often we have groups uh, come to us and ask for thousands of dollars and, and uh, don't do that. Uh, so uh, good on you for showing up. Uh, now comes the but. And, and the but part is that I, I too have some trouble. Uh, now that you've kind of described your service and I was understanding how that fits into the existing service provided to the gym community in town. And I, that, that helps clarify a couple of things, but I guess my question is, so what did your business plan look like? Uh, or as I heard one of the young ladies say, uh, everybody just opened up their basement and cleaned out all this useless gym equipment, <laughs> and now we're storing it in a building and we're gonna start a cooperative. Now, I say that with some humor in my voice. So. How did you find out, or what did you do to determine that, that there's a market here for this? Like, is it, uh, I'll just point to a business across the street here. I was surprised when that entrepreneur started up, but I drive by there, and if I look out the window right now, there's obviously lots of cars there, and she seems to be doing fairly well. So what what makes you think you're gonna be successful? And, uh, so we have uh, collectively, we have all been involved in some, uh, of the fitness facilities here in some regard uh, for years, years and years. Um, and we have all uh, experienced um, some level of dissatisfaction with the services offered, quite frankly, and also not a lot of opportunity to uh, encourage a healthy fit lifestyle. Um, and so our community of fitness goers is just different than the rest of the opportunities here. And because we're not for profit, uh, and it was not useless junk uh, or gym equipment. It's very pricey, uh, very um, um, new, essentially, gym equipment because we, we've all purchased it uh, at various stages in our life and just realized we couldn't have an, uh, a garage gym. But I think that um, given the fact that we are catering uh, to, um, for example, mothers with children who can't find a sitter, uh, they can't afford a sitter, but they can come to our facility uh, with their child, and they can get in a quick uh, surface style workout. Uh, and there's no extra cost to them because they're, unto themselves, they're accepting that. Um, we have an opportunity for a community of individuals, as Chanel mentioned, who would otherwise not step foot in one of the facilities in town because of the, the atmosphere and the, the fumes that they feel are projected out of them. Um, and we offer a welcoming place for people of all levels to come in and, and uh, form a community. Okay, again, that. Thanks. That, that also, so just as a, I guess the other final piece, just more of an FYI. So as you know, your your taxpayer money goes into a building in town already, and that's perhaps what some of my colleagues is referring to. They, the East Country Sports Association. So they they of course have a, a lease that's uh, well, that's basically subsidized by your tax money is, is what it is. Uh, but moving ahead, there will be a new multiplex in town a year from today, and there will be recreation space in there. So what, what, what do you see your future as? Is this building that you're in, are you uh, tied to a lease, or are you just testing the market? Uh, are you going to be in business in six months? or? Uh, I strongly think we are going to be in business in six months. Uh, and the new recreation center, uh, I think, is a, a great facility. However, I, from what I've seen of the plans, it also does not offer any opportunity for heavy lifting. Uh, 
So any of the powerlifting or Olympic lifting sport that we advocate for, uh, we are leash in that sense. No one in town offers that. And though it goes to the best sports and the result. Again, I'm sorry, Your Worship. So just to be clear, the the as I call it, the cooperative gym. You're talking about heavy lifting, so we're not talking uh, arms. You're, you're talking about about chest exercises and no. leg exercises, no. or uh, have you so have you walked in, in, in just not being facetious? But in terms of the Olympic sports, uh, the two movements, the snatch and the clean and jerk, are the two Olympic lifts. Right. And so the snatch is all the way overhead. This one. Right. Uh, feat of incredible skill and technique and strength. Uh, I, and so, so what I was driving at, so your, the cooperative though is, if you think of exercising in your normal uh, muscle groups as to what you're doing, whether it's it arms, legs, or back, you're focusing on on one particular aspect of it, then no. not the full range. If I, uh, uh, the Olympic lifts elicit a full neuromuscular skeletal response, so a full body workout. Maybe to answer the question um, a little bit differently, we do have heavy equipment. We have roller, we have spin bikes, um, treadmills, electrical trainer. We've got pull-up racks and bars. We've got squat racks. Um, we have wall ball stations. We have box jump stations. We have uh, about fifteen hundred pounds in dumbbells um, and uh, bucket plates. And the plates are um, what make the bells play alive. I, I won't be coming down. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. So just one final question. You're, so a membership is $50 a month or $5 a month? $65 monthly. I'm sorry? $65. $65. So you're charging pretty much the same as what the other gyms are in town. Correct. Uh, however, for the price point, it's 24-7, 365. Yeah. And the group, yeah. Just one question for you. Have you spoken just to, to what my fellow colleague here had mentioned in regards to the, the new multiplex coming up. Have you spoken to administration in regards to the facility and the opportunities that are coming up for not-for-profit fitness groups or for-profit fitness groups in that facility? Uh, I was not aware that there were opportunities there. Something to look at. Okay, great. Your ask is for two thousand dollars. It's not a lot of money, um, and um, you are almost starting a business. But uh, so, if I were to give you two thousand dollars, can you guarantee me a gold medalist in the next Olympics? We have some incredible individuals in our community, and it's. I, I would love for. for and we could put him or her down on the. Her. Uh, it's going to be her. <laughs> Right. Especially young girls. <laughs> put, put her down on the Wikipedia page of yeah, famous people in, in Can you interview for the tourism? Yeah. <laughs> okay, um, we'll take all that information under consideration. Thank you very much. Are there, there aren't any more questions, are there? Okay. Thanks. Thank you. Director isn't here, but uh, Ms. Manzer is the 
what, a middling urban? <laughs> small urban. Small, small urban. urban. So, uh, would you like me to speak to this? Well, uh, I think you probably should. Okay, so I'm on the watershed, and this is a subcommittee of the watershed. So it's called the Summit Committee. And uh, every year, the watersheds have a mini-conference someplace in Alberta. So basically, once every 10 years, this moves around to different watersheds. Well, this is for the, uh, there's about four or five watersheds in the province. There's 11 of them. 11. And so uh, this, this application is to support the the conference for all the watersheds, Correct. not just the annual general. No, 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 no. So this is the the annual conference, if you like, and um, it happens uh, starting the afternoon of June 19th, going through the morning of uh, June 22nd, and its purpose is to uh, gather directors of the various watersheds in one place, in this case Peace River, and um, there's expected to be 60 to 70 of them, so say, I don't know, 50 hotel rooms, I guess. Um, they come together and they talk about watershed activities, what each is doing, and uh, some of the best practices that they bring forth. They also have speakers that uh, talk about source waterhead and watershed um, things, um, anything dealing with water and our watersheds in Alberta. So the group is um, asking for $2,000 to support this event, uh, basically because it brings, uh, well, possible economic um, uh, well, business for people from Edmonton, Calgary, and, uh, uh, Milk River, all the way yeah. down. So Fort McMurray, that side too. People that are interested in the rivers, and they'll be keen to come and see the biggest river in all of Alberta. We're hoping to get them on the river. If it's uh, just a ferry ride at Shaftesbury, or some will go out to um, the, um, the ranch or whatever and um, canoe down to the ferry from there. So that's one of their, you know, after the main deal of the day events sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if I can offer other information to. So this is the annual conference that, uh, for all the watersheds. Correct. Right? So that isn't just hosting the annual general meeting. No. And uh, Rhonda Clark Gauthier apologizes. She phoned uh, uh, earlier today and uh, we chatted about weather conditions and decided yeah. maybe I could speak to Ms. Call. Yeah, definitely. Any questions of Ms. Mazur? I got a vote. <laughs> Might need it. <laughs> I've got the clock. Okay. What? Uh, and this will, the event will be at the Sawridge? Correct, at the Sawridge Conference Hotel. Okay, and grants uh, to groups application. This is the this is the driver of triathlon, visible miles, running, club, misery, blah, blah, blah. The finish, uh, the finish marker. Um, are we going to discuss these later? When are we going to make a decision on? 
We're bringing them to the first council meeting in uh, April, all of them. So what we're going to do is we're going to hear these four presentations. Then at the uh, GMP, there's a couple more presentations. And uh, then at the first council meeting, that's when they'll all come. So when you won for the Mighty Peace Watershed Alliance, when, when did they need their funding dollars? Um, well, as soon as possible, like the rest. Um, but so we're talking here April 9th, that, or that council meeting? Yes, the very first one. Yeah. That would probably be okay. And, and we normally would have brought them all to this one, but what we did differently compared to before is we actually then went out, we invited all the, uh, the groups um, that made an application to actually come forward to council. So next time, the next quarter, well, we're going to make sure that they all come before the actual quarter time. So the tourism ladies' uh, comments about two weeks later are not aligned at this council meeting? Is that what I'm hearing? Those are separate asks. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was a separate ask for that one. Yeah, it, it was a rest group. Okay. Oh yeah, so you're talking about. Uh, so we don't have a request for decision on the. Uh... Yeah, we do for the very first one that, that occurred because it was separate. It was. Uh, let's right. see. The, yeah, the uh, marketing campaign one. Yeah, where where is that decision? That's under new business. Or That's under new business. The very first one, I believe. Yeah. And you're anticipating these other groups will be making a presentation? Or? We, 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 um, Mr. Tram, uh, you have contacted everybody and they all said they were going to send someone? Uh, I've contacted everyone. Uh, yes, I've attempted to contact all the groups. There's one that I still haven't been able to get hold of. Um, I hope I've used their email address but didn't get a response. So I'm hoping to find a phone number tomorrow and talk to the person first. Just on the bar barbell club, they didn't actually submit a budget per se though. Right? They just when I look at it it's two thousand dollars and then there was um, yeah, there was a very specific budget to follow the format that we have on the website. Okay. Uh, with the new uh, policy and, and application processes coming into effect for 2019, uh, the detail requested will be a lot more, and I think we'll provide a, a lot more clarity to the council uh, to help with the decisions. Okay. I, I, I have a an ask, pardon me, about uh, about the, the sign for item number six there. Given that we've had the, the triathlon present to us already and we've, we've knocked this sign or idea around quite a bit, it's, we're all very familiar with it. We know what's going on with it. It, it, it. Would we have to drag them all back here again? That doesn't seem necessary. Not that they're bad people to talk to, but I thought we were fairly well briefed on this item. We're basically kind of just waiting for a number, were we not? I think what we did is we asked them to actually uh, put their application in. Because they, they did it last year in the last budget. We said we will move it and submit it to the new budget. And yeah, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I'm on the I'm on the same opinion as Mr. Scanlon, and we've bounced this one around quite a bit. But 
to my recollection, um, they were supposed to come back because at the last presentation they showed two different types of finish lines and we actually asked them to come back with the one they want. Was my recollection. Yeah, now that they had it. I agree with that and we were also, I think, asking them to come back with something signed by all these groups that agreed yes. that they were asking for the same thing. Well, I don't know where they're going to store it. Where are they going to store yeah. it? That's what I heard. Is that our Well, if we buy it, <laughs> we want it to be last for uh, for five, ten years. Are you going to go check on the floor at the barbell? <laughs> it's too bad. Well, I, I might be going there to work out. <laughs> at least for this. Well, there's a gallery too if you <laughs> I want to see the next Olympic medalist. Okay. Uh, so just uh, a motion to accept uh, items 5.1 through 5.6 for information currently. Okay, all in favor? That takes us to bylaws, request for decision right regarding bylaw 2019. And who's speaking to that? I am your worship. And uh, this bylaw is uh, just a follow up from uh, the public hearing that we had last council meeting on this. Uh, this bylaw and uh, just to refresh your memory this one was to deal with uh, taking uh, a current zoning that was zoned for uh, mobile housing and reverting it to the previous zoning uh, that uh, would be uh, residential R2 and uh, this is for the uh, location that's up on the west hill just above the, the current bridge project up uh, just slightly to the west of the baseball diamonds. So we're presenting it tonight for second and third readings. Yeah, I think we've been through this one for a, while, a couple of times so uh, is there anyone that wants to make a motion for second reading on this item? I would move second reading. Any questions before we vote for uh, Mr. McLean? Okay, I call for a vote on uh, uh, second reading. All in favor? Ask anybody want to make a motion for third reading? Mr. Ford? You got no questions? Nobody's got any questions? Okay, all in favor? Ask. Uh, that takes us to unfinished business. There's a request for decision on what is currently a draft council code of conduct. I see Mr. Downs. Uh, nope, I'm just getting ready for something okay. else. So uh, you're just looking to. Uh, is there. Is there any reason to send this back to administration for further revision? Hearing that there is no uh, desire to send it, no need to send it back for revision. Uh, is someone willing to make a motion to adopt 
code of conduct policy as presented. Mr. Nito, all in favor? Pass. Okay, we can put a check mark on, on, on at least one item on a strategic plan. <laughs> okay, very good. Uh, that takes us to new business, and this is the request for decision on the regional marketing campaign. Uh, you've heard the pitch from Mighty's Tourism Association. Capital budget. Yeah. So this is the document. That's correct, sir. And uh, yeah, the report, there is there's a report that accompanies uh, the document. Gives the highlights of the budget process and the budget results, along with summarized information. Within the report, that also refers back to the budget document. So, good evening, Your Worship and Council. Um, before you is a report um, looking for uh, authority and approval of the 2018 operating and capital budget, um, along with the corresponding budget document that shows all the the financial results of those deliberations. Um, we've been over this um, a little bit. The deliberations uh, were made mostly through four meetings back in January. It took staff time to uh, gather those results and get the information in place to finish up the, the budget document and put it in a position where it could be made available uh, to the public. So, like I said, again, this captured the, the budget deliberations. Um, in terms of actual financial type information, total expenditures for the year are pegged to be $22,229,870. And this summarized on the second page of this report and on page 20 in the document. Um, these uh, costs, and again, from an operating perspective, uh, that's a 1.5% increase in year-to-year -year, um, operating costs, and these costs are all of our town operating expenses plus uh, amounts needed for debt, capital, and transfers to our reserves. So again, uh, a fairly nominal increase in year-to-year expenses. Um, with that, the, um, there are some revenue losses um, that uh, require council for all the town, uh, which council approved a tax requisition or, or tax uh, revenue increase of $302,750, which is about a 2.8% increase. Uh, compared to 2017. 
based on preliminary assessment information, we've received the assessment information. I'm still awaiting final uh, splits from the assessor. Um, but based on the information we have right now, I think we could reasonably assume um, if we need 2.8% more tax uh, revenues, um, if we split out market value adjustments, so for example, uh, home sale transactions, uh, building uh, permits or, or building improvements, um, the year-to-year -year, um, change on assessment um, required would be um, probably about 2.4% for existing housing stock that doesn't have a transactional type adjustment to it. Um, so it's probably safe to say that on, on average, even though there are some individual circumstances that may vary, um, residents or ratepayers should see um, likely tax bill increases of about 2.4% uh, compared year to year. Um, and do, this was also achieved with a, a number of new initiatives over the years, so council approved additional money for downtown beautification um, and to accelerate that program. Uh, safety officer position was approved and that supports all the town departments. Um, additional money is 8,500 as a start for Aboriginal outreach. Um, resources to pursue operational capital funding opportunities, those are staff resources. Uh, funds for an intern archives assistant and uh, funds for new recreation building software. And again, these are new items, new initiatives, enhanced initiatives, and items that are outside of the base budget um, amounts. Base budget being your general wage increases, utility cost increases, other inflationary type items. So that's, that's the result of the operating budget um, very briefly. Are there any questions about that before I move on to the capital uh, budget at this point? Any questions for Mr. Tom? Okay. We'll end on the uh, capital budget. And um, this is a good chance to say I'm going to have to do my presentations from the Bob Newhart School of Finance, so I think the dry humor is something that's beneficial. Uh, well, we'll see if the Mighty Peace Tourism Association picks up on it. Fair enough. So in terms of the capital budget, there was a lot of discussions and deliberations around this. Um, items were brought forth to council and um, we had the, the discussion a little bit about prioritization. Uh, council asked some, some pertinent questions. There were some adjustments that were made after the initial budget or proposed budget was introduced. Um, and in a lot of ways, it's constrained by our existing um, tax structure and capacity within our taxes. So the budget for this year, proposed capital budget, hopefully to be approved, is Twenty-two million four hundred and eighty-four thousand dollars seven hundred. But to be clear, the vast, vast, vast majority of that over sixteen million dollars is for the balance of the Peace Regional Recreation Center, which is um, has significant you know, external funding from from our partners and other uh, resources. There's also just under three million dollars of 
um, important and needed water and wastewater infrastructure. Um, and this was a line to set up conditions to start these projects, a couple of these projects this year, um, with a significant amount of work happening next year. And it's hoped that we're able to leverage our existing money. Again, this is through our new grants position. Um, and try to find other sources to help pay for, pay for some of these projects. Um, it's a significant amount of money. Our projected five-year um, capital budget is showing that our water and wastewater needs at over $16 million. And that's probably on the conservative side. Um, and really what the budget will allow for. Our actual needs are, are higher than that. I will uh, say that. Council made a um, important step by increasing the water uh, rate and this doesn't really discuss that because we've already dealt with the water rate that the bylaw has been passed but I'll just mention again that there was a, an increase of 7.8% to the water rate um, and council should receive, we will receive information this summer uh, showing some some modeling towards our operating and capital needs for, for water rates to make that a more sustainable type um, financial model and what that would look like coming up in the future. So in terms of, of other projects, there's 26 projects in total. Um, one IT project for infrastructure and hardware replacement. Three fire protection projects, command truck, which is um, partially or half funded from County Northern Lights, along with a smoke generator and half vaccine lights. Under works and operations, there's three projects, vehicles, vehicles, and the continuation of our neighborhood infrastructure renewal program. Three capital projects for the year at the airport, which is our instrument approach. We had some discussion about that vehicle replacement and um, TP312 5th edition, which is really a surveying exercise that's needed to be done to um, allow us to um, consider expansions and other work out there. Under recreation and, and cultural type facilities, um, of course, there's the East Regional Rec Center. Um, and then there's a, a bevy of smaller type projects, so stairs and lower west piece. And a couple projects at the pool, the filter tank bridge, and the hot water tank, uh, mechanical work there. Funds for the Saddleback Playground, and then uh, funds to start looking at options around uh, some type of pedestrian um, access through Upper West Peace. And then under water and wastewater projects, there's a project for replacement of fleet vehicles. Uh, the next four projects are the phase one of these projects, so lift four and lift five uh, upgrades and replacements. And then uh, two projects going down Shaftesbury uh, sewer main replacements. And again, these are partially happening this year with them to be completed next year. The beginning of the Reservoir 365 replacement, which uh, there's a discussion on that later. It is over a $6 million project that vitally needs to be completed. And boiler replacements at the water treatment plant, Riverville drawing beds, um, the completion of the sludge press and aeration <coughs> at the sewer treatment plant. So um, the information, um, let's see, proposed, hopefully approved uh, capital projects for the year. Again, this is uh, shown 
in greater detail starting on page 58 of the budget document which also includes some of the discussion around capital planning uh, how the town funds and uh, plans for these the discussion around debt and shows the five-year plan of which council is approving formally the first year um, but we do use the balance of the four years for planning processes um, and again that, that discussion is, is shown in the budget book so uh, what is your recommendation for a motion there's three recommendations on the final um, page and this is what staff would like to see to allow us to um, give us the necessary information to start the tax rate bylaw um, so where, where is this it should be page four of the report I... no, we don't have the, the briefing on it at all they just have well let's no, it is uh, updated on your screen. Oh, is it? Yes. Uh, it should be if you refresh your. There it is right here. Yeah, that's fine. Mm -hmm. um, just a question. I think we had a discussion about a possible grant that affected the uh, Shaftesbury. Uh, trail and it was uh, kind of balanced with saddleback depending upon certain other um, inputs. Have we made a decision and did we find out more about Shaftesbury Trail and that possible other surfacing? Because there was a grant connected that we have to give up if we didn't use it. Yeah, we did. Uh, there's a grant, I think there's almost a, a small portion of it. It's like about 160000 I believe, mm -hmm. that they. So the grant was for seventy thousand or one hundred and forty thousand. The seventy. That wasn't the difference between applying the grant and not. So we would we're saying we're giving up that grant essentially is what we're doing. That, that's correct. We haven't sur formally surrendered the grant yet. Um, it is one of the ones that I'm currently looking at to see if we can find some alternative sources. Um, however, there's two other grants that are uh, higher priority on infrastructure that I'm currently working on. But that is being one of my secondary searches is to try to find um, additional funding opportunities to backstop that <coughs> approximately $90,000 that would be required to complete that trail. Right. By um, approving the saddleback in this budget, we're saying the trail is definitely off till next year. Is that what we're saying? Because it's not in here, right? If you find the funding, you can always amend a capital budget. Um, so you have three recommendations. Uh, is there a news release that has been prepared, Ms. New? No, still waiting on final comments from Director Town on that. Okay, so we haven't we haven't prepped a news release yet. It'll be done very soon, if not this evening, then first thing in the morning. Okay. So good. Um, not wanting to miss an opportunity to comment on the budget, um, especially when I think it's applicable. 
One of the comments you made was um, that the budget took into mind constraints that we have in taxation and, and other constraints structurally that, that were mentioned for some of the things that we're not able to achieve in the budget at this time and possibly going forward. Am I correct on that? Uh, yes, and I, I did uh, mention briefly uh, that concept. And again, from a budget um, perspective, I would um, suggest that the town is um, doing fairly close to the bare minimum in terms of its um, maintenance of its, of its assets. Um, some are going into disrepair, uh, some are being maintained well, but um, it's not enough. Again, from a financial perspective, if you look at our depreciation amount every year or amortization, um, that is basically what we should be putting into our capital uh, replenishments and our, our budget and financial capacity does not allow for that at this point. And further to that, um, Mr. McQuaig's comments last time about councils, previous councils preferring uh, infrastructure repairs and infrastructure replacements based on um, on constraints on funding, which are basically what we're talking about here. So it's a, it's a repetitive situation year after year that's continued to go on. And um, I just did some calculations based on the numbers of on the municipal affairs website um, about regional funding and regional inequities. And in the eight municipalities in our region, the three towns together of all the industrial property taxes access around $450,000 total. While the rural municipalities out of that same industrial property tax um, windfall, if you want to call it, or source, um, get $67 million compared to around $450,000. Um, I'm, I'm in support of the budget as it is. I'm in support of it because it's working within the constraints that were there. And if I was going to have a house budget and I only had X amount of dollars, I'd be quite willing to accept my own budget based on the income I have and recognize that my budget is balanced as long as I don't bother dealing with maintenance and potentially gas for the car. So I just want to point out that the budget is not, that this budget does not leave the town in a sustainable position going, continuing. At some point, the chickens come home to roost. At some point, the infrastructure will drive the need for more revenue. Um, you can't put it off forever. So while I support the budget, I do want to point out that the real problems continue to not be addressed at this point, either provincially. We're not the only municipality in Alberta with an identical problem. So I just wanted to point out that going forward, I think it behooves the town to put effort into resolving the real issues of why the people of Peace River and the people of uh, in the urban municipalities do not have equitable access to the resources of the region with which to meet the needs of the communities going forward. Thank you. Okay. Uh, any, anybody else want to make comments or have questions? Just uh, working ahead to the proposed um, press release. I think one of the lines that we've used in the past, uh, the author has always taken a, a, the, uh, a home assessed at $300,000 and then bro broken it down into 
a meaningful monthly number in terms of what 2.4 means. So if, if, if the group thought that far ahead, um, what what's the number? Or have you thought of an example that um, to best illustrate what that number really means? So I, I know the number um, based on they have said around 300,000 is around 80 dollars a year. Um, all right. Well, I, six, just, six something I guess my question was uh, asked and answered, so you've got the number. I'd suggest that uh, I mean that often helps people understand and budget do their own budgeting. I mean uh, the uh, the business of the long-term infrastructure debt that Peace River has. I uh, I guess we'll tackle that when we have our ICF discussions. But uh, I think a lot of people. Uh, relate to that to that number so uh, I'd suggest we try and find something to demonstrate that is yeah, that, that's something we'll definitely emphasize because it's easy for, for it's very understandable for people now, is that the average house uh, assessed value of each the average assessed value of a home in Peace River is 300 I thought it was more like three three hundred and twenty five thousand or three hundred and fifty I think the true average is closer to 300. I think it's actually a little bit lower. So what do you mean by the true average? Is that the arithmetic average or the median? <coughs> the, the number I've used, I actually took all the home values. Uh -huh. I eliminated the top 10% and the, the bottom 10%. That gets rid of your, your outliers. Um, so you take the, the other 80% and then you find the, the one right in the middle, the median. So that's the definition of true average. That, that's my definition. <laughs> and that number, last time I did that, and I didn't do it this year, I did it the year before, it was over 280,000. Oh, okay. Do you concur with that definition of true average, uh, Ms. Mazur, you or a math teacher? You can uh, use stats in many ways. <laughs> okay, very good. So uh, there's three recommendations here. I would suggest that we have three separate motions. So who would like to take the first recommendation and turn that into a motion? I can um, move. Okay, Deputy Mayor Mazur. I, I move that um, the 2018 operating budget in the amount of 22,229,870 gross expenditures, $12,298,050 net expenditures, uh, resulting in a tax levy of 10944550 be approved as presented in the 2018 operating and capital budget document. All in favor? Passed unanimously. Who would like to make the second motion? <coughs> You've got the floor, Mr. Neal. I would be pleased to make the second motion if I actually have the motion to read. Uh, I have no idea what's not on my screen. I don't see the old I, I refreshed. I was looking at the email. And uh, why, obviously, we have very proficient and efficient administration who's now correcting my oversight. Uh, my motion, Your Worship, is that the 2018 capital budget with growth expenditures of 22044700 be approved as shown in the 2018 operating and capital budget document. All in favor? 
and he wishes to me but it's, it's the third item here that the third recommendation that the provincial federal and other external sources of funding be confirmed prior to expenditures being undertaken on these projects that's through such grants that doesn't really sound like a motion that's just no it, it, it's not necessary that was a, a placeholder from uh, my days at other municipalities and it really just forces staff to report back to council if there's any proposed or potential changes to capital funding um, just so council is made aware of of um, any changes or, or grants that have, that have come through so it, it's really not necessary in this case does anyone here feel it's necessary to make to make that motion? A third recommendation. Uh, we will uh, we'll, uh, thank you for your time and effort, Mr. Town, and uh, um, I take it that you'll send us a draft news release tomorrow. Tonight. Okay. Well by tomorrow morning <laughs> so mr mayor i think we should comment upon um i think this is an ex a very excellent uh, document for budget purposes and um easy to read for the non i don't know municipal administrator type person perhaps see another award coming up good so uh the Thank you, Mr. Town. That takes us to new business. And the first item under new business is a request for decision on the 2018 regional marketing campaign, Money Peace Fan Fanatics Content Development. And I'm assuming this was all, um, this is basically Ms. Jenna Armstrong's presentation and a request for. Um, was two thousand um eighteen hundred dollars um where would we take that money from we have monies available in the economic development uh, budget there's an account for promotional and advertising that's um undetermined at this point so this would come from those funds um, plus any other opportunities that come up in the future um, could potentially come from the same pool that's why this isn't a grants to groups or grants for organization type request. Um, this is something that we work with our, our partners and we have funding to be able to do this. Okay. Uh, any questions of Mr. Town regarding this particular item? If not, I will uh, accept a motion on this uh, on this uh, item. Mr. Good. Okay, to uh, approve participating in the 2018 Money Peace Dance Fanatics Content Development Initiative yeah. up to $1,800. That's correct. Okay, all in favor? So somebody can tweet Ms. Ms. Uh, Jenna Armstrong at Jenna Armstrong that. Her funding has been approved. I've got her on an email right now. Okay. Get records on. Um, there 
is a request for a decision on the subdivision appeal board membership. So currently, if I'm going to summarize this, there are three uh, three council members that are signed up for uh, the the uh, subdivision appeal board and uh, subdivision and development appeal board. That's myself, Councilor Ford, and Councilor Needham and staff are requesting that we own, that we uh, we only have two members of council on the subdivision appeal development appeal board and we can uh, i am more than willing to step down and yield the floor to councillors ford and <laughs> someone shut the door if they're gonna run out <laughs> uh, that's what staff are requesting that the mayor step down from this point and have the two hardest working counselors on on council be members of this. I didn't see Elaine's name like right here anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you need a motion on this matter then? Uh, uh, yeah, to well, I would just put a motion on the form, uh, Your Worship, that uh, that Council confirm uh, councillors for the Needham uh, as the Subdivision Development Appeal Board members. You need to organize as to who's primary, do you not? No, no it's two no. members. It's just two members. Oh, okay. Did I read that wrong? I'm sorry. The option is only one goes, right? I know Warren will be more than keen to back me up. I'm more than willing to stay on this committee. So if I could ask, so only one person is actually really on the committee as it sits, yeah. when it's sitting? Yeah, and yeah. the problem usually is that these, these, these uh, appeal boards meet on short notice and at, at awkward times. So generally this isn't a, there isn't a question of who should attend, but who's available to attend, so. Just to further his worship's comments, uh, my, in my past experience, the uh, committee has uh, a policy. So for instance, there's so many members at large. So just as long, both, both councillors could attend that meeting or attend that appeal meeting, just as long as they don't make up the, uh, the, the quorum. Yeah, the quorum has to be made up of, uh, of other members. Okay, so could you read back uh, Mr. Needham's motion, uh, Ms. McClain? Move the council appoint Councillor Ford and Councillor, excuse me. Move that council appoint council council appoint councillor Ford and councillor Needham to the subdivision and development appeal board. All in favor. Unanimously. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mr. Needham made that motion. That now will take us to. Um, 
a request for decision on the Alberta Municipal Water Waste Water Partnership Grant Reservoir 365 uh, meters above sea level. Mr. McQuaid will speak to this or? Actually, uh, Mr. McQuaid is going to take the lead on this one and I'll be here for questions. Okay, Ms. McQuaid. As councilor is as council is aware, we have uh, an outstanding infrastructure deficit. Um, one of the high priority items is Reservoir 365, uh, which is vintage 1940s and requires immediate replacement. On a risk scale, um, a number of issues were identified that make this a, a high priority item. It has been, yes, I am being extremely redundant. It's not you, no, no, it's not you. Oh. <laughs> it's the background noise. Oh, I apologize to Councillor Scanlon. Not you. Sure, it was me. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want me to break it down for you? He opened a can of pop in the mic, so it sounds. You know, here we are at council, just you know, passing the time. You know, having a having a good having a good run. The I'm short sorry. version is uh, the short version is this piece of infrastructure is going to cost in the neighborhood of six point three million dollars to replace. Um, at our current funding levels, with um, other government funding applied, we have approximately three point five million dollars not currently assessed. Our two options are to apply for grants or go into a debenture situation to access the necessary funding for this project. The Alberta Municipal Water and Wastewater Partnership Grant would, if we are successful, afford us 39% of the eligible costs, which would be approximately $2.4 million. This is a bilateral grant, which if accepted to the province, we can request that they refer to the federal government, which would, if again, if we were successful, garner us an additional $2.9 million in funding towards this project. Council has a number of options. This is a very competitive grant, and while our project ranks as a number one priority, uh, in their ranking strata. There are a number of other projects to which this could be applied. Uh, I provided a list of them in the RFD. I'm not going to review them. However, in terms of return and infrastructure priority, they do rank much further down on our priority list. So it is administration's recommendation that this is a grant we apply for. We cannot initiate the application process, however, without a motion from council. Questions of Ms. McQuaid or Mr. McQuaid? Is somebody wanting to make a motion then on this item? Seeing there's no questions. Oh, one question. Yeah, not big grid. Not big grid enough. The total amount you're saying is around six some odd million. Yes. We get roughly two point something from other grants, or we're going to be on the hook for three plus. Okay. So obviously we are trying to reduce the uh, town's infrastructure uh, potential uh, debt situation. Yeah, um, and risk. Yeah, risk. Yeah. Uh, okay. Thank you. 
I would move that council approve the submission of an application to the Alberta Municipal Water and Wastewater Partnership grant for the funding of the Reservoir 365. All in favor? Passed. Have a unanimous vote on any kind of help. That now takes us to a request for a decision regarding the Centennial Committee in terms of reference. Um, this is really, there's no money involved in this at this, certainly at this particular time. I uh, just want to, uh, administration would like to get the terms of reference out there so they can start putting together these committees, is my understanding. Is that correct, Mr. Parker? That, that is correct, Your Worship. So, uh, so administration is recommending that the Town of Peace River Council adopt the attached terms of reference to initiate the Town of Peace River Centennial Committee. So why don't we make that a motion and who wants to make that motion? Mr. Good is making the motion to, for, to adopt the attached terms of reference as presented to initiate the Town of Peace River Centennial Committee. All in favor? Uh, the next motion up for consideration that uh, administration is recommending is for town council to appoint two members of council to the Centennial Committee. And I believe uh, Ms. Downing and Ms. Manzer have expressed an interest on being uh, the two members of this committee. Is that correct? And uh, is there do we have anyone wishing to make the motion to appoint said members to the Centennial Committee? I'll put out a motion on the floor, Your Worship, to appoint uh, Deputy Mayor Manzer and Councillor Downing to the said committee. Okay. All in favor? Okay. Uh, we now have a request for a decision regarding the Peace River Correctional Center. They are having their 50th anniversary. I don't know if there, if there are any members of that correctional center that have been there for the full 50 years. Uh, I can remember when the place opened. Does that count? <laughs> or perhaps there's some council members that are going to return to their rooms and be participating in the program. The, uh, uh, unless they're out on parole. Um, <laughs> so the recommendation, uh, well, the, uh, there's been a request uh, that um, the town of Peace River, uh, well, it's an invitation to bring greetings on behalf of the town and attend the Peace River Correctional Center's 50th anniversary on June the 15th and uh, why do and so council uh, administration's recommendation is to enable a, the mayor or a member of council to attend the June 15, 2018 50th anniversary at the Peace River Correctional Center. Is there somebody wanting to make that motion? First of all, um, just another bit of information. Um, the um, 
museum is hoping to have um, plaques and other information ready for the St. Augustine Mission and the church down there that this particular day, so it's also part of the event. So part of it's public and part of it is this, I'm just saying. So you're saying we could kill two birds with one stone? Well, maybe more than one, actually, but um, I'll make the motion that council enable a member of council to attend the June 15th, uh, 2018 50th anniversary of the Peace River Correctional Center. All in favor? Passed unanimously. We'll, uh, we'll look at our calendars and see who can go and bring greetings. The next one is a request for a decision regarding the North Peace Housing Foundation information session. And maybe I'll give this to Don Good to speak to, being that he's our representative on the North Peace Housing Foundation board. Certainly, one clarification the invitation is actually to the mayor and CAO, not council in general. Um, I think it was a bit of a mistake in the rewording of it in the uh, request for decision. Um, the re North Peace Housing, uh, over the last number of years, has had every time there's a new, a new group of councillors elected, there's questions as to roles and responsibilities of the directors of North Peace Housing. And so Northeast Houser was given a talk by um, Loretta, I can't remember her last name, did a presentation to us regarding roles and responsibilities of councils and, and what the roles are of the municipalities, the member municipalities and their representatives of Northeast Housing. And Northeast Housing thought that it would be a very good idea to have all of the mayors and the CAOs of the region um, have a meeting with Loretta, to have, so everybody's on the same page as to the roles, responsibility, limitations of, of, of authority, etc., that go along with being a director and a member in the North Peace Housing Foundation, and also the opportunity to ask her any questions that you may have. I think it's very important that the town of Peace River have a seat at that table. Um, I think there may be other people here with past experience on North Peace Housing who may have a comment on this also. But I, if, if I understand the event right, you're, you're, you're right. This seems to always be the nub of the, the matter, whether or not the 12 politicians come together. So are those 12 politicians representing 12 communities or are they 12 politicians who now take off their political hat and function as a board and make decisions for the so-called greater good. And that's always easy to say. Uh, uh, if you're from uh, Cleardale County, I'll just pick as an example. Uh, they do not have a seniors lodge out there. There's one in Hines Creek, there's one in Fairview. And of course, their argument always is, is uh, where's my seniors lodge? And many other communities could do the same. So how do you separate that? Well, you separate yourself as the role of a politician and the role of the board. So you make decisions based on um, the, the available money and the role of the, the management board. So, so I see value in the event, and uh, uh, it would be great if the mayor and the CAO, CAO could go, or perhaps others. I didn't realize it was mayor and CAO, but uh, it, uh, it's, it's certainly a good, the only other proviso I'd throw out there is uh, that's our trade show day 
but I think our trade show doesn't kick off typically till I'm going to say four, but maybe five, and I presume we'd be done by then. Uh, so that that's I'm not sure if those comments help, but that's uh, that's uh, that's all for me. Well, is there only enough space for? Well, the, re the reason for doing mayors and CAOs is we, um, one, it wasn't to, to turn into a free-for-all of, uh, of uh, in this region, you have 12 municipalities that six each do the math, 60 people in the room, um, all with their individual viewpoints. And also, there is a responsibility on CAOs, especially to when they're dealing with putting people on boards and when they're having an organizational meeting, there's a, there's a responsibility on the CAOs you have enough information to pass on to the people that are becoming members of the different boards and groups their roles and responsibilities that they may face. So it's not up to the councillor on the first day of the year to know that, but it is up to the CAO. And one of the difficulties we've had in the past, and I'm going to be very clear about this, is CAOs not knowing the responsibility and saying things that are um, beyond uh, outside of their, how would I put it, directing their counselors in a way that is beyond the, uh, it's ultra-virus, they said they have no authority to do so. It was very blunt on it. Um, so we think it, it's very important for the mayors and CEOs to have a clear understanding of the roles and responsibilities and to pass that on to the counselors who they are, they are there to guide. Uh, well, I don't know if I'll be uh, in town on April the 20th. I don't know when you are, Mr. Parker. Uh, that speech would just enable uh, CAO and mayor or designates to attend this particular meeting. We think that it's basically limited to three people per council. Um, just a comment. I read one of the papers to the west of us, um, more or less faithfully. Anyways, in there, it, uh, one of the uh, municipalities uh, indicated, according to the paper, that they're sending more than one counselor and CAO. So I would suggest uh, North Peace Housing maybe uh, re clarify. If I may read from the invitation, it says, wishes to invite mayors and reeves of all municipalities. And the next part says, please sign attach an invitation to you as CAO and to your mayor to attend. So if that was the invitation, now I mean, obviously you could probably ask for an exemption, but if the county that is making this any more people, uh, maybe they should read it. Uh, Mr. Mayor, I, I would uh, move that um, the mayor or designate and the CAO, um, and if the CAO cannot attend, then his designate um, be approved to attend the April 20th um, North Peace Housing Foundation information session. All in favor? Um, and the, uh, the last item was an, uh, 
this was an addition. I think we have two additions. So the, the next one is item 7, and it's a request for decision on, on the Women in the North Conference. And I think there's Camelhorn, that's some interest in attending this particular conference. I'll call the your worship i'm not sure where you received that information i don't recall uh, stating that it's an error it's fine you you're very early to the meeting today so maybe it's just been a rough day of timing and confusion i have no idea very good um so um the women of Women of the North Conference is held annually in Peace River. They generally ask to for grants to groups based on the fact that uh, they will be attracting a number of people to the town of Peace River. Um, generally, Ms. Manager, they ask council to, to provide, uh, I guess, to bring greetings. That's not correct. And you've done that last four years in a row. Well, some of the last four years. Okay. Um, yes, they usually they usually do. Um, I'll put it out there that I would be interested in attending this. And um, Councillor Downing, I think, has other commitments okay. maybe then. So otherwise, she would as well, I think. Okay. Um. Not, and that isn't to, this isn't restricted to one gender, is it? It, it, doesn't, <laughs> it does not say it's restricted. However, you stand out in the crowd too. Yeah. Uh, people in the north? No. Um, so, uh, does someone want to make a motion to enable? Um, well, why don't we enable two members of council to attend Women in the North Conference on April 11th, 12th, 2018 at the Bell Center in Peace River. I'm assuming that on the, and maybe the problem with assuming is you make an ass out of you and me, but, um, so, and I'm about to do that. So I'm going to make an assumption that you and Ms. Downing would be the only counselors that would be interested in attending this meeting, or am I incorrect in that assumption? It's in the middle of the day. I don't know who's going to check all this stuff. Yeah, it's uh, the evening of the 11th and all day the 12th. <laughs> oh, uh, Ms. McKenzie, do you want to uh, mention that? Uh, we did receive an email from the organizers this afternoon. Uh, just give me a moment. Uh, good day, ladies. We have decided that we are going to open the doors for the Wednesday evening dinner, keynote, and comedy entertainment to everyone. That's right, even the guys. So if you would like to bring your significant other or maybe you know of an entrepreneur who would like to attend, please let them know they're welcome to join. Am I your significant other? Or you and uh, it gives uh, the necessary registration and fee information, which I can provide upon request. It does imply that the daylight hours are gender uh, specific. 
I think you're reading a lot into this. No, I'll keep going. It's good. And I don't want to move it if I want to be unable to go. Uh, okay. So somebody want to make a motion here? Oh. Um, this Mr. Goodwill enabled uh, two members of council to attend the annual Women of the North Conference on April 11th and 12th. All in favor? Um, we will push through reports and, uh, and information. And uh, we will just notice a motion, a report on the hill climb event that should actually go under reports. Yes, Your Worship, the uh, latter version of the agenda should have it under the correct session. If not, I will make that amendment. Do I need to refresh again? Is that what you're saying? It's possibly it's still an outstanding error from earlier. I will double check. Did you say refresh is level two yesterday? Refresh your screen. Online. I refresh the inter Internet Explorer. Right. So go to, I think if you go to the root drive, if you close all of the reports and refresh from there, that might do it. I'm using it from the from the center ground. My space is somewhere else. No, if you no. refresh in that folder, it'll refresh all of them, including the PDF and HTML versions. And it hasn't refreshed. So, uh, so we'll push through reports. Uh, there is meeting notes from the March 15th. Uh, CSNO meeting, which I did. Oh, this is the this is the concierge. So the, this is the the French school board meeting. <laughs> oh, bond pronunciation. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Mr. Needham attended. On behalf of council, and uh, made a report here. Do you want to speak to that, uh, Mr. Needham? At, at the risk of repeating what's in the report, just briefly, Your Worship, um, the, the meeting was conducted in English, which was a good thing. Uh, was introduced to a number of board members. All the board members were there. Um, I think the upshot of the discussion was that. Um, they, they, this is the first time that they've that any of the board members recall that they've met with the town. But I guess basically what they were excited about was uh, they see themselves um, offering uh, more programs. So in the last, when the school started off, if I recall correctly, I'm looking at Deputy Manzer here, but I believe it was K to eight, and they have this wrong. But every year they've added a year. So now they're up to grade 11, and then next year they will be offering up to grade 12. So they've had a, a, a growth in students, and I think I've got that in the notes, somewhere around a 7% gain. I'm not sure what the public education system number would be, but I, I don't think it would be that high. Again, these are small numbers. They're not, they're not the big numbers that Peace School Division would have. Uh, but I guess the good news out of this is they perhaps uh, provincial budget was announced uh, recently. Uh, they've been looking for capital dollars and they were looking at uh, doing some modernization in their school. I think the other idea that 
that they threw out there was the uh, discussion of this whole collaboration uh, talk. And I know sort of through the MGA and the ICFs and, and uh, I guess they would point to the school at, at Grimshaw as an example where uh, competing school divisions, if I could call them as such, uh, joined forces and uh, working with the municipality on, on a shared gym. So that, that idea uh, is certainly uh, front and center. So uh, they, they, I guess they expressed an interest in whether or not the, um, they could use their competitive advantage, i.e. their specialized school, this is a, um, um, related to French culture, and, and they basically threw out ideas like, like a, new, a new theater project or a new basketball hall or some new sports field. So that led to a discussion about a new multiplex across the street, and, uh, and it was just left at there. Uh, left at that point. So I, I guess the point I made was that uh, some of their board members are not all from Peace River, they're from Grand Prairie, so they weren't aware of the recreation facility we're building across the street. Uh, but th there certainly seems to be some interest in, again, partnering or doing something with the town. And I guess my response was, well, tell me what it is that you're talking about and we'll, we'll, we'll talk. So it was left there. And um, their two items were a specialized sport or or theater. So, uh, uh, all in all, I think uh, it was uh, was a successful meeting. I don't think we necessarily accomplished anything other than to reestablish it. We're talking to one another, and uh, they have a pretty strong presence in town. So uh, uh, that was uh, that was uh, good to hear that. So uh, I uh, I would just leave the notes with you, and if there's questions, uh, shout them out or. You, you can't confirm that the capital plan was approved by... No, uh, you know, I mean, that, that you make a good point, Your Worship. I guess, the, well, I shouldn't say I guess, the provincial budget, I think there's some preliminary analysis that's out right now. I don't think the specific list of schools is published, but perhaps I could put that on my to-do list on April 1st. I could certainly talk to them and see whether or not they, they've applied, they, they've asked for a similar project other years and not well, successful. I, I do know that Edmonton Catholic put something like seven capital plans before the ministry and when the budget, uh, it sounded, sounded as if the specific schools that were accepted came down the next day and Edmonton Catholic didn't have any I looked through the list and I didn't see Peace River anything on it. All right, well, then I, perhaps, perhaps it's answered them. Maybe they spelt it A La Riviere. Okay, that's uh, interesting enough information. Uh, we will now go to there's the RCMP WAD, the infamous WAD report. Uh, that I generally can't make heads or tails out of. Perhaps there's something that you would like to underscore in there, Mr. Ward, uh, seeing that you're on our RCMP advisor. Well, just to bring uh, Council some information, there was a press release that came out from the uh, provincial government for uh, a funding model of $10 million for Northern Alberta for crime, crime reduction. Um, I had a conversation with the Solicitor General's office for a good half an hour. Uh, to get an understanding of how this is going to work. And apparently, 
two million dollars of that funding will be going to the justice end of things for so for courts and, and such the other the rest of the eight million will be going towards officers now it doesn't mean that peace river will get an officer in grand prairie such and such but what they're doing is they're planning on doing uh task forces so the long story cut short if you have a spike let's say in atv thefts in the area the uh, local detachment can call in for that task force and this task force will actually target that uh, and mitigate that problem whether it's atv deaths whether it's uh, uh, narcotics or drugs etc Briefing note on minutes. Well, these are the minutes of the Municipal Planning Committee meeting. These really, uh, yeah, so this is another report. NPC, um, Ms. Manzer, is there anything that needs to be underscored there? Um, I don't think so, Mr. Scammerhorn. Anything that you want um, No, this was. It was just like it was just we just passed one one thing but they, they did like what one thing that is coming to the MPC that we did talk about at our last meeting was with the changes to the land use bylaw this is going to require us to do a little more um, reading and work into that from the MPC side of it as well so thanks we're going to have some long meetings <laughs> okay uh, then Next item on the agenda is the Northern Alberta Mayors and Reeves Caucus. Uh, this was, uh, well, the agenda is presented there. The meeting was held on March the 19th. Uh, Ms. Manzer represented uh, the town of Peace River. Um, and she was part of a panel, Election Reflections. I would have very much have listened in on that one. You <laughs> missed a good one. <laughs> and is there anything that uh, you want to add to this? Well, we had uh, Anne McCullen uh, speaking to us, and basically she says it's coming. This cannabis legalization regulations, get ready. Um, we already have um, impaired driving due to drug issues, so alcohol issues, so, you know, on one hand, we have that, this might not be different, there's other things happening, but get ready, and uh, the general expectation, both at the AAMDC, um, and this session was that about two months after the Senate passes the bill is when this would likely be in effect. So there was talk about land use um, bylaw changes and some things to do before the actual legislation. So uh, you might have retail stores that because they're retail stores, if it's not permitted, then maybe they can just start selling. So we need to take care of those details. Uh, two other interesting topics. One, the Agriculture and Food Council of Alberta, which is a uh, group that uh, is uh, promoting local food promotion. In particular, um, some of the trends right now are clean food and food that has very few ingredients. So there's help through this um, um, 
group if you are a business person who might want to, I don't know, develop something with your local product, honey or something. Um, also, um, I attended a very new building at Nate, and I attended the Health Simulation Center. And uh, this is for people that are studying ultrasound, respiratory therapy, that sort of thing. Anyways, their simulation center is brand new, and it's like a little mini hospital. They have computers that will um, change mannequins, pulse rates, etc., etc. And I would think that any young person, any person that's going into those courses, Nate uh, would serve them very well uh, in terms of practical uses. So it's good. And this is uh, the chair, Anne McClellan, also known as Landslide Annie. Could be, I'm not sure that, but. So we'll, uh, I'll enter, it's, oh, there's another report to be added here, and uh, that was a report that was added uh, by Mr. Ford, and it is on the uh, hill climb event on March 23rd at Misery Mountain. Uh, If I could get a motion to accept uh, uh, items uh, 9.1 through 9.4 for information. Mr. Needham, all in favor? Uh, for information, we have one item. This is the, uh, the report on the Hill Climb event at Midway Mountain. Uh, just so councils are aware, I did receive a phone call yesterday from uh, Lyndon Waits from the uh, Peace River Ski Hill. Uh, he said that, he told me that the event was very, very well attended. Um, not on actual numbers, but his estimate right now is that uh, Ski Hill raised approximately $20,000 that they're going to be able to put into their bank account. And just on a side note, um, there again, not actual numbers. As far as the, uh, the people that it brought to town, uh, using the hotels, buying groceries, buying meals in the restaurants, uh, the spinoff that they're estimating right now was uh, about a quarter million dollars to the local economy. And just on a side note, I know it's not on the agenda, but I did attend the fire department awards ceremony on Friday. I was there for about four hours, very well attended event. Kudos for the fire department and definitely keep up the good work. Thank you. So a motion to accept uh, 10.14 information. All in favor from Mr. Ford? Okay, that one's passed. Uh, Mr. Parker, have you any notices of motion? Derek, on your trip. Looking at the gallery, I don't see any members, uh, lay members in the gallery, uh, so I'm assuming there won't be any comments from the public. And I certainly don't hear the phone ringing off the hook, phoning in comments. So uh, I said there are none there. Key communication items, um, I will ask the 
print press. Uh, if there are any items that uh, you feel are noteworthy and would like further information on. Okay, so I'd like to talk to somebody about the details of our 1065. I think that question is probably best referred to, to Mr. McBoat. Okay. Do you guys have a copy, or can you share a copy of the lodge report? Yeah, um, that is actually on the, uh, on the agenda. You have access to the tool, so you can do that, right? I can do it from here to there. You have access there. All right. But we can print it off for you right now. Yep, yeah, I can do that right now. Yep. That'd be awesome. Newspaper on it. I'm just going to go to the point of interest. Do you guys get any out of your chats of land use bylaw and all the things that are going to want to stop? Yep. Ms. Moni will be putting up, is working on a regulation, on the land use bylaw retail outlets and yeah. cannabis use. Uh, my hope is that that will actually be out on the uh, website for public review and comment. Mm -hmm. And uh, that is one of the things that we committed to in our strategic plan to put more, uh, more legislation up for public review and comment. And, uh, because obviously the public isn't coming to these meetings and commenting on, on, on business. So I think we'll try and get the public input that way. Yeah, that'd be great to expose. You know, Janet Tapp told me that somebody here who was asking about the possibility of setting up the operation. In addition to the medical facilities, that's what I want to see that there's a Oh, okay. Yeah, good stuff. So I think we'll have a great to see if there's, uh, if I could just chime in on a side comment, uh, at the uh, Rural Municipality Association meeting, um, well, this topic is certainly targeted to urbans, but the rural neighbors are also dealing with issues from a farming perspective. So crops are being grown as agricultural products in the rural areas. So uh, it's not just the towns, you know, we, we, we are focused on, on air quality setbacks next to schools all of those things but this is a uh, an issue for the for the rural guys as well and there seems to be a, a debate about uh, what, what what's classed as an agricultural product and what isn't and then there's some rules around it so i guess what i'm trying to say to the press it, we appreciate the opportunity to provide you our input but if you want the whole story there is a, a real component to it as well that you may want to chase is there anything else that you want to you want to highlight to get information on? Not at this time. Okay. Uh, how about budget? Well, there'll be a news release, a press release coming out tomorrow. I saw part of it tonight already. Oh, did you see part of it already? Oh, it's already. <laughs> I don't recall voting for Juicy today. <laughs>
I'm using a pig font just to. Ms. Jerem, is there anything that you think that uh, we should uh, highlight on our social media platforms? Um, I'm also going to add council code of conduct. It's a strategic plan item, but also a requirement under the UMTA, so we're ahead of the curve on that one. And just looking to the future, there's a couple items from tonight that don't require immediate attention, but uh, the Rosewater Grant, should we be successful, would be uh, worthy. Uh, the Centennial Committee, once that sort of gets underway, we need to promote that and um, look forward to seeing what happens with money, features, and content strategy. If that is a go with the other partners, then that should definitely be promoted as well. Yeah. Just to further up on uh, Councillor Needham's comments um, there in regards to the rurals of the Canada's. So the very first week in May, um, I'm attending as well as I know some of our rural neighbours are attending is the Alberta Community Crime Prevention Association. Um, they're having a, a seminar in Edmonton specifically talking about Canada's legislation as well as the opioid crisis in the province. So there will be some good information coming coming out of that seminar that uh, both urban and rurals will be attending. And then on another note, we'll find that within the So the pre the press or the, the the information from the uh, provincial government the one the one that I was talking about um, you'll be able to find that on the uh, solicitor general's the Alberta government website and the whole press release is there. You were going to add something. Uh, I are there any changes to the to the changes believe there's any changes other than that, that came through during the uh, uh, PNG meeting. Um, yeah, I, I did notice there was some yellow highlighting there. What, what was the, the one section, Your Worship, was uh, 3.1.1, which Councillor Needham brought up. It was defining harassment or harassment and uh, just to, what I can say to the CAO and not be scolded. So uh, the uh, the new wording in there is uh, is uh, is to my liking. Uh, the, the the previous wording was um, well was less was was absent. So I if if you so the the point is we can provide uh, direction and uh, and it's not to be uh, considered her harassment or harassment. But uh, that was one section. And then the term of the CAO was the other one where the CAO's contract could not extend more than 12 months beyond our term. I think those are the two highlights that came to my mind. And, and I don't recall the number of that, but it's, uh, it's in there. That brings up another point, which is uh, I mentioned it briefly,